Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Daily Oz. It is the 22nd of November. Happy Teacher's Day in Costa Rica. A big day for all high school teachers in that South American nation. Zara, another big week of news in front of us. What is making headlines this morning? Over the weekend, if you were in the Northern Territory, there was a fair bit of news. The Binjari and Rockhold communities in the NT went into a hard lockdown on Saturday night after nine cases of COVID were reported. So residents in these communities can now only leave home in the case of an emergency for medical reasons or if required by law. So that is a lot stricter than the usual four or five reasons we hear about during lockdowns. Yesterday, though, there was an update that there had been no further COVID cases in that area. It's nearly time to talk tennis and the Australian Open, but there's news that the Australian Open has announced that all players attending must be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. So this comes after months of speculation about what requirements players will face, with Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews previously saying all players, officials and spectators must be fully vaccinated to attend. The reason why this is hitting the headlines is because it casts doubt on number one ranked men's player Novak Djokovic and his eligibility to participate. Djokovic has refused to publicly announce his vaccination status and even upon hearing the news of the Australian Open rules, refused to commit to coming to the tournament. Over the weekend, Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi announced the withdrawal of controversial agriculture laws that farmers have been protesting against for over a year. The laws aimed to deregulate and modernise the agricultural sector. However, farmers claimed the legislation would cut the prices they would get for their produce and they'd become vulnerable to competition from big business. And your Monday good news, NASA astronaut Jessica Watsons will become the first African-American woman on an international space station crew. Watkins was first selected as an astronaut back in 2017 and will serve as a mission specialist. Watkins and three other astronauts are set to fly to the space station in April next year, and there are rumours that she has plans for a moon trip as well. So even though we had some massive protests over the weekend in Sydney and Melbourne, we're going to take a few letters away from Australia and talk more about the Austrian lockdowns and their protests over the weekend. Last week, the Austrian government announced a nationwide vaccine mandate. It requires the entire adult population to receive the vaccine from the 1st of February next year. So just to jump in here, that is very different to what we have in Australia right now. There is no federal government imposed vaccine mandate. There are mandates on specific parts of the community, you know, whether that be aged care workers, healthcare workers, or some of the more vulnerable communities. But we don't have anything like what we're seeing in Austria. And this decision will make Austria one of the first nations in the world to enforce such a mandate. The strict measures are a result of Austria experiencing a fourth wave of infections, which, you know, on the backside of lockdowns in Australia is not something you want to hear. The difference, of course, between our two countries is that Austria has some of the lowest vaccination rates in Western Europe. We know that according to our world in data, just 65.2% of the Austrian population is fully vaccinated. If you compare that to where we are as a country, over 85% of the Australian population is fully vaccinated. So in the European country, we're seeing the seven-day average of COVID-19 cases sitting around 13,000, and that's among a population of 8.9 million people. So as a result of this and as a result of the low vaccination rates, the Austrian government has imposed a vaccine mandate, but they've also imposed a nationwide lockdown. 
It started as just a lockdown for the unvaccinated, but the spread of the virus has necessitated, according to the government, a more widespread lockdown. Interestingly, there is a historical precedent for Austria. In 1948, the nation set a national mandate for smallpox vaccines. So it's not the first time we've seen mandatory vaccines in the country. Despite that, there was significant pushback from civilians across the country over major demonstrations throughout the entire weekend. We know that some 40,000 people took part in the protest, with demonstrators shouting things like freedom and resistance. We also know that at least five people were arrested, with many others receiving written violations. Leaders of the anti-vaccine movements and the far-right Freedom Party were in attendance, according to authorities. As we see in many other countries around the world, the anti-lockdown and anti-vaccine stance is drawn on party lines with Freedom Party leader Herbert Kickel, who actually tested positive for COVID-19 recently, denounced what he called totalitarian measures from a government, quote, that believes it should think and decide for us. So obviously we know that the Northern Hemisphere is heading into winter. What else do we know about how other European countries are dealing with COVID? Is Austria alone in facing this fourth wave? According to the World Health Organization, Europe is now, quote, back at the epicenter of the pandemic. Death rose 10% in Europe in the past week. And there are spiralling outbreaks in Russia and parts of Eastern Europe. I was reading some comments from the Chair of Global Public Health at the University of Edinburgh as to why exactly we've seen this spike. And of course, vaccination rates, new strains, weather, all contributes. But there's one other factor that was highlighted, and that was the fatigue of health staff, who have now been at the front of this pandemic for almost two years. And there are some seriously tired staff and resources across Europe, and they're set for a really difficult winter. The expert said that there was a backlog of tests and surgeries with exhausted or sick staff, which puts some immense strain across the system. And they also noted that the vaccine passes that are now required to get into public places and bars across Europe can actually give people a false sense of security, which might be contributing to the spike. We're also seeing a massive spike in the Netherlands. The country announced the highest daily tally of new cases since the pandemic began on Thursday. I think it must be disheartening for anyone to hear of this extension to a seemingly never-ending pandemic. Of course, here in Australia, we do seem to be in a better position. We are highly vaccinated. We're heading into warmer temperatures. And hopefully we are seeing the back of nationwide lockdowns like we're seeing in Europe. As we keep an eye on protests this week, both in Austria and Australia, if you need any news throughout the week, follow us on Instagram. It's where over 280,000 Australians get their news throughout the week. We have a big week of news coming up and we'll be there every step of the way. If you need something else to listen to today, check out Young, Dumb and Informed. It's a podcast by The Daily Oz, which breaks down some big election issues and looks at them from both sides of the political spectrum, as well as a personal account. You can find it wherever you're listening to this podcast, and we really hope you have a great week.